Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. This is the Christmas Day edition. I am Will Brinson. Thanks for tuning in to CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. Joining me on this glorious of glorious holidays, the one, the only, Jason Lockenfora. JLC, what's up, buddy? Ho, 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 Will. Did you? Ho, ho, ho. You probably didn't know when you woke up. This on- podcast stops for no one, for no <laughs> holidays, for nothing. I mean, <laughs> it's really You're ridiculous. a machine, it's Will really, Brinson. It's really ridiculous. So typically speaking, <laughs> it's it's really annoying and ridiculous. Typically speaking. They should, they should just give you a show. At this, they should just turn this into like a daily three-hour NFL-specific talk show that's beamed out across the world on the World Wide Web and on everybody's mobile devices and then maybe work a deal with Intercom and, you know what I mean, put it on uh, terrestrial radio, too. I mean, I, yeah, no kidding. Just give me three. It's closer to that than what you would typically call a podcast. A hundred percent. Although I have um, – yeah. I did get a note from somebody the other day because I – uh, for people that don't know, fantasy season is over, so you can't ask me fantasy advice anymore. But I mean, if you got, uh, if you got questions about football and you want to send me an email, willbrinson at gmail.com. I take emails. My DMs are open. Uh, that was a mistake for a little while with the, the whole Urban Meyer thing, but that's fine. Uh, you can send me a DM and, uh, and I'll happily answer your question. If you send it on Sundays, so probably not going to get back to you right away. Apologies. Was, was Urban or, or former members of his staff sending you DMs with the contents of text messages between them and other Urban Meyer staff members? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Nothing, Urban, nothing, nothing fun like that? Urban, no. Urban Meyer's wife said, called me out on Twitter, accused me of taunting her husband and making fun of his brain cyst, and Ohio State fans oh. got, in, got in my – I wasn't doing it. I said if Urban was healthy, he would st- – I was like, I said if Urban was in the college football playoff, he would be healthy enough to keep coaching, which I think is completely justified by, that. by the fact that yeah. he's now like the assistant AD. Like he's not, yeah. he's not healthy enough to walk away from, he's, yeah, whatever. I mean, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio State fans right. got in my DMs and said some horrible, horrible things to me, uh, that other humans shouldn't say. And so, uh, right. at any rate, uh, if you want to send me nice DMs or send me Christmas presents, you can do that. <laughs> I will answer your football questions. Will you answer random questions as well? Like what to do with leftover wrapping paper? Of course. Um, yeah. how, like how long your leftover turkey you know, is good to still eat in the fridge. Um, <laughs> Six, you know, sixty days. <laughs> should I eat the yellow snow? Like all that, you're, you're good on all that. Too, I will. Right? I will answer life questions, parenting, general questions. interest questions. I mean, so, now that fantasy's done for the next, you know, nine months or whatever. Yeah. By the way, yeah. I guess who won the uh, the the championship? You won the league. I won the league. I beat uh, I beat Sean. That shows what a flawed system RJ White set up where. A punching bag can get hot for a couple of weeks and win the league. Yeah, I was like five and six or something, and and, and ended up winning the league. I went, uh, I ended up winning four, four of my tw- four of my thirteen leagues. That's pretty good. I'll take that. I made the playoffs. So what's your net net? How much? Like you're got to be up, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, you've covered all your entrance fees, obviously, uh, definitely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll probably end up uh, netting. Hopefully no IRS agents listen to this. I think I'll probably end up netting, uh, somewhere between a thousand and twelve hundred bucks, maybe. Woo! Yeah, that'll work. That'll play. A dog will hunt. That as they pays say. for some Christmas gifts. Yeah, pays for, yeah. That'll, Good for you. That'll be, that'll be enough to buy me out of the doghouse when I inevitably well, screw the, up. Well, the $20 of mine that you got, you could only spend on bourbon. How's that? Deal. Um, can I earmark, you earmarked that 20 for bourbon. I was wrong about Not the Not that that's going to get you that much bourbon, but. It'd be enough. Um, I'm going to go buy some bourbon after we get done recording this. Um, <laughs> The, uh, we're recording this on Christmas Eve. The Raiders and the Broncos haven't played. Jason and I are not getting up on Christmas morning and, and ignoring our families, at least not to talk to each other. No, um, I mean, come on. 
on. That game, that game is basically week six of the preseason, only played in December instead of uh, September. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the the payouts for that editorial league: two hundred to first, a hundred to second. I was surprised by that. So that's a. Uh, is it usually more to first and less to second? Yeah, typically speaking. Is that not, ratio off? Uh, it's fine. Um, like I'm in another league, a local league, where it's like a thousand to first and three hundred to second. Won that league. Sixteen. That, we should have had more than twenty bucks. Sixteen people. You win a sixteen person league. It should pay more than two hundred bucks. Well, you have sixteen. Don't you think? I mean, I don't know. This is the first time I've played fantasy in like three years, and I've never been in more than one league at any given time in my life. Well, no, 16, so I'm by no means an expert, but for that many people in the league, that seems like well, a six, minimal payout. Well, sixteen times twenty is three hundred twenty dollars. So three. It's two, no, but I'm saying I, I feel like we should all like you know what I mean. It should have been like fifty or something. Like oh that. yeah, 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 for sure. I ended up winning. Like you know what I'm saying. Like the, yeah. the Annie in, I feel like should be hot. Like That's, if you're in a sixteen team league and you win it. Wouldn't you think you're winning more than just just ten times what you put in? I would think so. Let's ante up the ante next year. We'll uh, we'll get. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, let's ante up the ante. I like it. All right, let's dive into some football news. Uh, out of week, so <laughs> the title of your this is sort of what goes along with being a, an insider is that the title of your week 16 column. I, I would guess every year for the last five years has been. Here's a bunch of dudes who are getting Here's fired. Here's a bunch of dudes who are about to get fired real close to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Um, who is going to be the first, the next guy fired? I, I frankly, I'm surprised nothing happened Sunday night because I know there were some some owners who've been talking to their um, team presidents, and in some cases where the GMs are entrenched, their GMs about the timing of all this and how much you know longer you can really. I guess whether it's worth it to wait to Black Monday or at this point, if there's going to be, you know, nine to ten jobs and, I don't know, maybe three to five viable candidates, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. we should kickstart that part of the 2019 season and close the books on 2018. And I know there's um, several teams where if it was left to – if it wasn't an ownership call, or if it wasn't these Christmas coaches Eve. would have been fired two to four weeks ago. Uh, right. Yeah, and if it wasn't Christmas Eve but, too. Or, like- you know, but, but – you know, some owners want to wait till the end of the season. Some owners don't like the optics. Um, you know, some owners want to just do everything how exactly they feel by the book should look. But th- there are certainly some individuals, and, and it's not lost on many of these coaches themselves, that have been basically coaching out the string but don't have a future with their current franchises in 2019. So Cardinals, Broncos, Jets, Buccaneers – those are, is Wilkes is Steve Wilkes definitely done in Arizona? Yes. Okay. Uh, Vance. Joseph. I mean, barring some absolute reversal. I mean, look, Vance Joseph was definitely done in in Denver at one point last year. Sure. You know what I mean? And then John Elway had this epiphany or whatever, and changed his mind the next day. But I mean, yeah, we know Cleveland and Green Bay are open now. I mean, we can get to them in a minute. I, I don't even know that Cleveland ever totally totally opens up. I mean, mm. they walk away from that dude now. You better have something in your back pocket. But we already know about those two situations. Uh, Broncos, Jets, Bucks, Cardinals, I would say, are definitely making changes. And the Jags are going to make changes. Could it somehow not involve the coach in just the front office? Um, I, I'd say that's possible. But, I mean, I, I, you know, I would be very surprised if the Jags don't make a coaching change. And then you've got – Miami, Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Carolina are sort of the next tier. Mm. And of that group, I think at least two make changes. Um, you know, Miami and Cincinnati, uh, look, 
Steve Ross has been talking to people about what he should do and soliciting advice and giving opinions. And um, I'd be surprised if there's not at least a front office change there. It could be sweeping changes. The Bengals, look, there's some owners who just live in their own worlds, you know what I mean, their own <laughs> private Idaho. And, you know, since the Cincinnati Bengals are Mike Brown's private Idaho, and he can do whatever he wants with them. I mean, anywhere else there would have been a change made years ago. You would think maybe this latest perfect thing would make him say, boy, it really is kind of a mess down there on the sidelines, huh? Like, you know, the way we've been running it probably is never going to lead to any postseason success. So we'll see. And then you've got Baltimore and Carolina where those owners are going to have to sit down with, with those coaches. Um, and in the Ravens' case, I mean, they'll be negotiating with his agent this week. But uh, we'll see where that goes. I mean, it's, it's curious when you put out a press release about extending a coach without having ever actually talked to the coach about an extension. So uh, things ain't exactly normal there, and we'll yeah. see how that process plays out. And then Carolina, I continue to hear that as of right now, um, Tepper, the owner, sees enough play-calling skills and game-day management skills to be inclined to possibly keep Ron Rivera, mm. but he's going to want more significant I would say sweeping coaching changes. And does Ron Rivera at that point just say, Hey, you know, I, I don't want to be a guy who's firing coaches left and right. You know what I mean? And I, and I already fired two that you suggested. And, you know, I, I don't feel like I, I, I should blow up my entire st-. Does that force sort of a nexus point where, you know what I mean? Maybe that, that process isn't, isn't, uh, doesn't go swimmingly. Now maybe Ron just says, Hey man, I get it. We had a down year. I'll take all your suggestions to heart, and let's go try to craft a new staff. Um, but that that thing could still go sideways. The Ravens thing could still go a little sideways. The Bengals are always sideways. And, you know, Miami, you know, Stephen Ross from week to week has vacillated in terms of the, the degree to which he feels like major changes are necessary. But um, I, I do think something's happening there, and it could be drastic. I mean, the the Dolphins are, are just not good. Like, they're – like. They're seven and eight. No, I mean, but but they they're they're not good and they're not really good on paper. But they found a way to win some games they had no business winning, and they've played hard by and large. I mean, yeah. I I'd say that a lot of weeks they punched above their weight class, and they've you know they've overcome some injuries. I mean, there were weeks where they literally almost had no wide receivers available. You know what I mean? And they were, um, you know, running Brock Osweiler out there. It was it, Osweiler, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 hell yeah. It feels like if Adam Gase coached a college team, he would, like, he would, it's basically like oh, he, he'd crush it. Yeah, but like, it's almost like right I, now. score 45 a game. Yeah, it's almost like right now he's coaching, like, Utah State, and he doesn't have the Jimmy and Joes, but he's such a yeah. good coach that they're beating teams they shouldn't beat. Something like that, you know what I mean? And like, but like, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't work in the NFL on a year long basis. You, you can finish eight and eight and be in purgatory. They don't have a quarterback. Tannehill's not the answer. I'm not saying they should get rid of Gase, yeah. but I mean, if I'm Gase, I wouldn't mind. I, I mean, certainly you mind being fired, but like, he's going to end up getting another shot. He's still young. I, I mean, in this, uh, in this marketplace, if Harbaugh stays put, if Rivera stays put, um, of all these co- college guys, maybe one big swing and you know what actually jumps to the NFL. Maybe one, you know, guy who isn't considered quite that much of a short thing, you know, a Jeff Brom or Matt Rule or somebody like that. Maybe one of those guys pops loose. But even with all that, this marketplace is just right 
for guys who at least have shown a modicum of ability to coach offense at the NFL level. And, I mean, Gase would have that. I mean, Gase and Josh McDaniels would be sticking out ahead of a, a, another pack. You know, behind them you'd have maybe a Kevin Stefanski, uh, maybe a Zach Taylor, you know, a quarterback coach for the Rams. Um, maybe you make a case for another young guy here or there. But there, there is not, there's not a multitude of options in terms of quarterback guru slash play caller, you know what I mean, slash overall holistic offensive schemer. That, you know, Eric Bieniemy may get a job, but that's not Eric Bieniemy. I think Eric Bieniemy would be a great leader, and Eric Bieniemy would, would instill a lot of Andy Reid's offense. But you know, Eric Bieniemy hasn't, you know, he hasn't been coaching quarterbacks for any period of time. He hasn't been a play caller. You know, he, that, it's just, it's a, it's, he's an offensive guy, obviously, but it's a different model. You know, I think. Um, and it can be a very successful model. And Anthony Lynn, you know, former running back and, and, you know, a guy who's had to pay his dues longer than probably he should have, is an example that that model works too. But if you are drafting for, I mean drafting, if you are hiring for specifically a Sam Darnold or, you know what I mean, a Baker Mayfield or, or you know, this young, whatever young quarterback you're going to take in the first round this year, if you get one of those guys, who, who isn't the quarterback guy himself, he better be aligned with some sort of quarterback guru on his staff. And that's where things can get tricky. So, yes, I think that's a long-winded way of saying I think Adam Gase would be a guy who would be immediately attractive to some of these other teams. Um, Gase? So I, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be crazy because I can't come up with eight or nine sure, surefire names. I, I do believe it will be the year of the retread. Um, you know, McDaniels has done it before, um, you know, a Pagano or a Del Rio, um, you know, or a Caldwell. I think one of those guys is getting back in the mix. I think if Todd, you know, let's see, if when Todd Bowles is, is let go in, Ari- in, in New York, does he end up in Arizona or somewhere else? I think he'll certainly interview for jobs. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting because you, you really can't come up with enough names where you're like, okay, I can write that in Sharpie. That dude's definitely getting a job. It's just a matter of which one. And I keep hearing Mike McCarthy is more inclined than not to, to enjoy his family and spend next year in Green Bay as a, you know, living in Green Bay and recharging his batteries. And I've been reporting this for almost a month now. Like, I don't think that, that the perfect job for him is going to open up. And unless the perfect job opens up, he's, he's content to sit a year. It felt like Andy Reid was was willing to do that too until the Kansas City job opened up and it did end up being a pretty good fit and he had control and he was able to bring in a GM and John Dorsey that he wanted to bring in and all that. All right, I want to ask you about two other two other teams first though. Uh, the Patriots. You reported on Sunday morning that there might be a mass exodus. I don't. Believe, yeah. Uh, is what are we talking here? Like, because Tom Brady over his last four games, is completing 66% of his passes, averaging 268 yards per game, six touchdowns, four interceptions, less than eight yards per attempt. I mean, it's not it's not terrible numbers, but it's not great numbers considering what other... It's not uh, put a team on on your back and, you know, beat three yeah. really good defenses in January to get back to the Super Bowl numbers. Over his, over his last six games, they're just, they're just three and three. They're limping into the, I mean, like, 63%. 268 yards a game, eight touchdowns, four picks. I mean, they're limping into the playoffs. They desperately need the bye. They're probably going to get it. All they have to do is beat the Jets, and they get the first round bye. Right. They're in good shape. Um, are people are people looking at this and saying, "Man, this is this is uh, this is the time to get out"? Is that like what's the deal in New England? Yeah, I mean, look, everything runs its course. Nothing is forever. Um, and 
when this thing's over, I mean, it, it may drop like a, th- you know, like, like, like a rock to the bottom of the ocean. I mean, it may be an anchor for a while. Um, you know, think about the 49ers, you know what I mean? They kept it going a little bit with Seifert, but when that thing ended, it, it ended with a thud. And you know what I mean? When the Cowboys thing ended, it really ended with Jimmy and then they squeezed, you know, Barry in there for a couple, but then that thing, you know, then they eventually became this team now that, you know, nobody takes seriously as a postseason threat anymore. I mean, the, the, you know, when a dynasty of this magnitude eventually runs out of steam, uh, it can be difficult. And being the next guy up is, I mean, it's hard to replace legends. You know what I mean? Like, you, mm-hmm. we just see it all the time. I mean, you don't want to be the guy that replaces Cal Ripken. You want to be the guy that replaces Manny Alexander and, you know, Ryan Miner after they tried to replace Cal Ripken. I mean, it. I don't know, Will. There's, there's definitely people in that building who are very, very open to change and who sort of see – the football mortality of this Patriots thing. And Brady can't cover up as many warts anymore. And he's, I mean, he's going to be 42 next year. I mean, how you can't expect him to. And the offensive line has always been, you know, a collection of guys who the sums greater than the whole of all the parts, but, um, and, and the running back looks legit and that the running game is saving them right now, but there aren't a lot of playmakers and you pick that low for that long and that many, you know, quality players leave the building because somebody else is willing to give them crazy money. It's, it's going to catch up to you eventually. And Belichick's not staying forever. And Brady's not staying forever. And Gronk looks like he's done and Brady's closer to a mere mortal. And you still don't have outside receivers who you can count on to win. And at some point, somebody else in that division is going to get good, right? Like I think Sam Darnold's going to be pretty good. Like, not everybody's going to be floundering forever, unable to find coaches or quarterbacks. Like, at some point, the odds are going to catch up to you. And, you know, do you – and then the real elephant in the room is at what point does Robert Kraft see the demise and say, you know what, I'm whatever, 70-whatever, I'm going to go out to Hollywood, you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. South Beach and enjoy my life. And, hey, Jonathan Kraft, time to put – you know, you, you're in the driver's seat. And then that's when everybody's out. So I think people would rather be a year early than a year late. I think they'd rather be, you know, still negotiating off of a, a playoff run and another 11-win season and another division title than whatever, you know, next week might, next year might be. And I think they also understand the, the, how slim the margins are for them now and how hard it is for them to win these games. You know, it's, even yesterday, that wasn't easy. And if Buffalo had a modicum of offense, you know what I mean? If Allen was a little more, well, a lot more. <laughs> a lot more accurate. You know what I mean? If he didn't throw screen passes 10 yards over dudes' heads on third down with regularity, like that's a three-point game at most coming down the stretch. You know what I mean? And it's a little bit more tight shrinker time. I mean, for Fox, you know, for the Fortress of Foxborough in December, that wasn't one of those games. If, if the Bills quarterback could complete a few passes, they're, they're, in a, they're, they're really in trouble in that game. Um, so, yeah, I mean – Look, people have been hired, trying to hire Josh McDaniels for years. He's not a guy who's going to go just to go. But looking at this marketplace, I can't see how somebody doesn't make it super attractive to him. Brian Flores, their D coordinator, interviewed with the Cardinals last year. He will continue to get interviewing opportunities. As, as much as all these Patriots assistants have struggled as head coaches, again, supply and demand. 
I think he'll have opportunities. I hear Nick Casario is not just interested in interviewing for jobs so that he can go to Miami, you know, find out just how messed up they are, and then after the interview, you know, report back to Belichick <laughs> with all the inside goods he got from the interview. He's actually interviewing with an eye towards maybe it's time for me to do this, you know, do my own thing and really be the guy um, who's fully in charge of personnel. They've got support staff who other teams covet. Um, They've got this director of team chemistry slash character development, um, Jack Easterby. I, I, I mean, they hired him away from the Chiefs a few years ago when he was their chaplain. He's sort of this, you know, his teams look more towards different roles and different ways to solve this riddle, whether it's, th- whether it's through this sort of, um, you know, culture building on one side and, you know, uh, sort of macro analyst, you know what I mean, and analytics on the other side, you know, doing things differently in football operations. You know, this is somebody who I think some first-time coach is going to be like, wait a minute, this dude's been around, you know, Andy Reid in the time of crisis. He's been around the Patriots in a time of crisis coming out of Aaron Hernandez. Like maybe this guy could be a huge asset for me as a first-time head coach and just a go-between between the coaches and the players, everything else. Let me create some, you know, uber title for him and – bring him in as sort of the guy behind the guy. So there's a possibility for a lot of brain drain there. There, there absolutely is. Um, and how much will it affect them? I mean, look, if, if, if Brady's not an MVP anymore, but if Brady's still a top-flight quarterback next year um, and Belichick's still there, you, you know, there's probably still viable. I don't think it falls off a cliff. But there's definitely – you hear from – the more people you talk to close to people in that building, it's, it's kind of – it's kind of diminishing returns now. You know what I mean? It's harder and harder to win, and it's only going to get continue to get harder and harder to win because the quarterback will be 42 next year and because the roster is what it is and because Gronk is done. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it just – I'm with – like I, I mentioned this on the, on the Monday show, but it, it just reminds me so much of like Duke basketball or Carolina basketball or some other, you know, like you mentioned the Cowboys. I mean, do you really want to be the guy who follows the guy? Cause you aren't going to, you don't get, you don't get any leeway. It's not like you, you follow Belichick. They're like, Oh, well, you know, he's having to live up to the lofty standards set by Bill Belichick. No, 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 no. You, it's, it's, why aren't you winning the way Belichick won? You're not Belichick. I mean, it's like, if it's, it'd be like, it's, it's like dating a supermodel, um, which I have obviously, I mean, my wife is gorgeous, but you know, you know, like, right. you're not, you're dating a supermodel. She's like, well, I was dating, um, you know, like, I don't know, some, some handsome, movie star before and now you're like yeah you know like listen like you're yeah you're great but you know come on um i mean it just it, it just well everybody gets spoiled the fans get yeah. spoiled like even just on a subconscious level the owners are spoiled the sponsors are spoiled um the media is spoiled the fans are spoiled like it's just i mean bro they you just pencil them in for 10 11 wins every they're, year in a home playoff game they're the first they're the not fir- reality they're you know the- what i mean like i looked it up the other day like i don't think they've gone out before the conference championship game since like 2009. No, that's right. They had, they, the last time they and didn't only, have them, I think only four or five times since 2001 have they failed to at least reach the conference championship. They're the first team. And one of those was with Matt Castle. Yeah. They're the first team in NFL history to make the postseason in 10 straight seasons. But it's not even just make the postseason. Like, it's a birthright to the championship game. It's yeah. It's a birthright to be 60 minutes from the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they, that's it's crazy. Come on, man. It's crazy. I mean, it is. It's crazy. Like, and and you look at. I mean, even look at like the Seahawks. 
this loaded team that could, you know, that made one Super Bowl, right? Or the Packers. They've had Aaron Rodgers and they made one, they won one Super Bowl and only made it to one Super Bowl. Um, Belichick, the last time that the Patriots did. Peyton F. and Manning, all those years in Indianapolis, yep. one Super Bowl. 2010, the last time the New England Patriots, they went 14 and 2 that year, won the division, and then lost the, uh, lost the divisional playoffs against the New York Jets and, and Rex Ryan, 28-21 yeah. in, in Foxborough, and they, they just, they made the conference. Well, remember they had the, they had the couple of years there where they lost to the Ravens. In 09. I think in the divisional round, Ray Rice took the first carry of the game, like 95 yards. That was the one. That was played rugby. Flacco threw the ball like 12 times, right? And then they lost to Mark Sanchez, and people were, like, nobody remembers this, because like, Twitter was barely a thing then. Yeah. Like, people were apoplectic and they were like, it's over. Look at these bums. Oh my God, I haven't been to a Super Bowl in three years. I haven't been to a championship game in three years. I mean, people were like, back then, freaking out. Like, you know, what's wrong with these guys? <laughs> oh my God, I mean, yeah. So, I'd forgotten that, I, like, I, I, mean, I remember the Ray Rice thing. We talked about it recently because Wes Welker tore his ACL in that week, in that week 17 the week game. week before, yeah. Yep. And, and they lost yeah. in the wild card game to the Ravens. Joe Flacco's stat line that day, four of 10, 34 yards, one interception. That's, yeah. And that's a, that's and that a, was that Ravens defense. Like, yeah. that was, yep. you know, Ed Reed, I believe that, that may have been Ed Reed's, uh, defensive MVP season. I mean, Ray Lewis was still, a monster. Terrell Suggs was at the height of his powers. I mean, I think they still had guys like Trevor Price bringing it down. I mean, that was that defense was no joke. Oh, Chris that, McAllister was a top flight shutdown corner. Yep. I mean, I remember the next week they went and lost um, in the divisional round. The Ravens did to the Colts and scored three points. Um, to, yeah, against a Peyton against that defense. So that was the that was the same. That was the 2009 season when the Saints won the Super Bowl. Um, anyway. So, uh, you mentioned the Patriots. You also mentioned the Jets, who are playing the Patriots with a chance. There's a little bit of a changing of the guard factor here. Like, if Sam Darnold could be the first rookie quarterback to ever go into Foxborough and beat Bill Belichick and take the Patriots out of the, the, the first round, uh, give, make the, take away the bye from the Patriots, you know, give the Texans the bye, beat them. Um, I don't think it's going to happen because rookie quarterbacks yeah. are first year starters are 0 and 12 now in, in, after Josh Allen lost in Foxborough in their first year against Bill Belichick. But if it did happen, it would be quite the story. And, um, maybe it would inspire Jim Harbaugh to take the Jets job. Yeah, I don't know about Jim Harbaugh. I've never heard Jim. I mean, I saw that report. I, look, the Jets were super high on John Harbaugh and would have been willing to roll out the red carpet and everything else for him. Mm. Um, and, again, we'll see where that thing goes with the Ravens. He, he does not have an extension. He's not even talked about an extension. And, again, bizarre situation there. And, and look, and look, uh, they want him back for next year, and that's great. But there's still the whole idea of we got to get over this whole lame duck thing. And well, like, also, also like, we, Jason, we got to have can... a lot of conversations before we get there. But I – I have not heard Jim Harbaugh to the Jets at all. I think Jim Harbaugh in New York City would be um, – <laughs> I don't know how smooth that would be. <laughs> I don't know that that's the job he eventually leaves for. But I, I do think the Jets will have to get pretty creative in the college ranks because, again, I don't, I don't see – like, unless they got a McDaniels, I mean, would they give Gase a try? He's been in the, the division. I mean, maybe. But outside of that, you know, they got to get somebody for Sam somehow, some way. Um, and Jim Harbaugh's not – I mean, he's kind of more of a grounded pound guy. You know what I mean? Like, he wants to get in there with his boys like Greg Roman and beat you exotically. He wants to do what the Ravens are doing right now. 
I just don't know that that's a mix. I mean, who's who, I guess he'd bring what Jed Fish or somebody like that as his offensive coordinator. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't see that one. Mm, okay. Um, look, I mean, if you mention it, Ann Arbor people, people, Michigan fans go nuts. They're like, he's never leaving Michigan. Like, he's he's, uh, he'll leave. he's he'll leaving leave Michigan, guys. Yeah. I mean, he's never played. He's never coached anywhere longer than four years, and he's he just finished yeah. his fourth year at Michigan. I do think Urban Meyer retiring and walking away from. Ohio State gives Jim Harbaugh maybe a greater sense of sticking in Michigan and trying to to make a run because that Shea Patterson probably yeah. back one more year. He's got a good club there. They can win the they can win the division. Um, they can win the conference. He can go to the playoff. He can have a shot at right. it. Um, right. So, so I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he stayed. But I mean, if if, if, a, if a team with a franchise a young franchise quarterback offers him seven million a year. To come coach, well, that's seven million is not big money either. I mean, seven yeah. I don't think would even get his attention. I mean, his brother's making more than that in Baltimore. Like, I, I don't know, seven. Oh, so you, you what think, do you think he's making? What do you think he's making in Ann Arbor when you factor in salary and perks and incentives he hits, yeah. plus you know the Nike contract or whatever? I mean, seven. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised. I don't know. Somebody might have had a typo there. Maybe he meant to hit a nine or a ten. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, seven. John Gruden low. just got ten. Yeah, seven. This guy's going to come in at seven. I mean, yeah. John Gruden won anything in fifteen years. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? No, that's a good point. I was writing it. I was like, it was writing it like at like midnight and um, seven. And I was like, man, seven seems a seven seems a little. Yeah, I don't know. The whole that whole report is awful fishy to me. But whatever. We'll we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm trying seven to... though. <laughs> seven would be like, yeah, it'd be like, <laughs> yeah. you sure you have the right number? No, yeah. this is Harbaugh. Who were you? Who did you? Who did you think you were calling? You, right, were so, you trying to get Jeff Brom? Who were you? What? All no. right, so Harbaugh. Harbaugh is basically making his base. I mean, because you know how the, the the public universities. I looked up his contract. Yeah, the public universities do these do these things. Like you can't have your base salary be seven million dollars because the right. They have to allocate it from different ways. So he's made, you know, these, they're, they're sleazy as hell. They know Well, they get doing. a house. I mean, they give them a mansion right, right. on campus. They right. basically eat, drink for free. I mean, like, it's a whole fiefdom. Right. But he's getting $500,000 as his base salary. And then his additional <laughs> compensation, which is actually like the, your salary is 4.5 million. So he's getting 5 million per year from, from the, from Michigan just at the start. That doesn't include anything from Nike or Adidas. Um, you know, like he's got it. I mean, you know, you get you're getting all kinds of stuff. You're getting a, you know, you get ticket usage, fringe, all these fringe benefits, um, all kinds of stuff. So I would guess, yes, that in totality, his um, his, his salary is probably seven million right now. Like in terms of, yeah, terms I mean, of, I'm sure his, his his what he's actually earning his take home full take home pay. Uh, uh, seven is not rocking his world. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if but, I wonder if Florio's updated that story because seven million doesn't feel like. Um, um, anyway, so Jim Harbaugh probably. But yeah, the Jets. I mean, look. I mean, could he be interested? Yeah, but I don't know that that's the route they would go. Oh, he wrote well in excess of the seven million he earns in Ann Arbor. So that's my bad. I messed that up. Okay. So he's, yeah, well, I just kept seeing seven, and I'm yeah. like, well, a lot of a lot of headlines were like seven. You know. I'm just like seven. What's seven? Seven ain't gonna get him out of bed in the morning. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you'd be look. This would actually be like a John Gruden. We're giving you ten years. Um, that's not happening though. Yeah. Like that's that's not happening. That's not happening. You don't think so? It's, it's not happening there. I, I think it's more like if they went to college ranks. I think it would be more like a Matt Campbell or Jeff Brom or somebody like that than it would be 
to, to turn over your entire franchise to Jim Harbaugh. I don't, I don't see it happening there. Yeah. Not um, in, especially not in New York. I mean, that thing would just have so much disaster potential. Yeah. That would be awesome to, we'll see, see. to see the Jets and, and Jim Harbaugh. Uh, all right, let's do some, uh, let's do some, it's Christmas. Today's Christmas. Thanks for everybody for, uh, we're going to take a quick break actually, and then we'll come back and we'll do some naughty and some nice, uh, we'll, we'll put some people on list for, uh, for old Santa Claus. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right, so we're back. Naughty and nice. We're going to rip through these, then we'll get Jason Lockett for out of here. I know that you've you got to go watch your children open Christmas presents and whatnot. Um, actually, you probably already opened Christmas presents since in this hypothetical time. Of work. course. Yeah. yeah. I love, yeah. I've, I've, we're halfway through the week at this point, aren't we? Uh, well, it's Christmas Day. I've so. already cleaned up all the wrapping. But people are listening to this. <laughs> we, of course, have, yeah. We're, where are you? You're, you're not even where I'm talking to you now. You're, probably at some other relative's house i have tra- i have transcended time and space it's and like I've- back to the future we're like we're 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 bending the time space continuum on this podcast it's yeah, amazing yeah what I, we do every week i'm uh i'm currently eating oysters out at my parents farm in high point north carolina enjoying the uh the lovely christmas weather there's a fire going. We're gonna have some uh, some sandwiches. Uh, after that, we'll probably crack up. I don't have to. I don't have to do any work on Christmas Day, so we're gonna crack up some nice wine. Uh, my dad will bust out the good red wine from uh, from Oregon, the Will- 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 Willamette-, Willamette Valley. Um, excited about that. But uh, naughty and nice. Would you put Baker Mayfield, who threw three touchdown passes? He's nice. He is He's dangerous. That's a dangerous man. He stared He's... down Hugh Jackson. How 30, great was that? For 30 seconds. I How love it. How great was that? I tweeted it out and Baker apparently got asked about my tweet, which is, which is funny, but because they're like, it's blowing up on the internet. Well, you know, you sure you didn't stare at yeah. me? I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, now the second wave of people have come through and they're calling him classless and all that. It's like, get up, whatever. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like I'm on classless was having classless was the Haslam's forcing Dorsey to thrust that guy upon, you know, that whole rookie class. That was class. Classless was have, you know, letting that charade go on as long as it did. You know, I mean, please, please. Those players did not respect him. He gave them no reason to respect him. And he, I mean, he held that franchise back to great degree. Dude, if they just let John Dorsey hire a real coach last year, they've won the division and they're resting guys in week 17. Yeah. I mean, they, this is a good team. Like, they would, they may, they, they already, they probably, okay, they're not resting guys, but they're at least in the spot the Ravens are in where beat these guys and we, we've got a home playoff game. Like, that's the floor if you had a real NFL head coach with this team. Just the rest of the staff as is or whatever. Or you just, you just gave it to Greg Williams at the beginning of the year. You know what I mean? Or, or, or Like, if there was a modicum of normalcy at the start of this season and you didn't have Hugh preening for the cameras on hard knocks and already auditioning for his next job and doing Hugh stuff all the time, like – just go back to the beginning of the year and the, the way they kept finding ways to lose games. 
I, I mean, I looked at it last week. The whole week. fact that they, you know, Hugh forbid Mayfield to take reps with the ones all, you know, like for six months, like because he killed so many other quarterbacks. You know what I mean? This guy had to pay for their like for the for Hughes past sins. I mean, just imagine, like, dude, they. I thought coming into the year they had the talent to be five hundred. But, you know, with Hugh as the coach, I figure that knocks him down to five or six. But I underestimated the talent. The rookie class paid way more dividends immediately than anyone could have expected. And with the real coach, with the way this division has played out, they're winning the division. I mean, yep. even despite Hugh, they still have a chance to go 4-1-1 one, and one in the division. They, like if they beat the Ravens. If you take Hugh out of there, I feel confident in saying that any other coach – Beats the Steelers in week one. Probably, that game. yeah, probably beats the Saints in week two. They had the Saints. They had the Saints. Almost definitely beats the Raiders in week four. Yeah. Uh, and then probably finds a way to win against the Buccaneers in week seven. Even if you just want to give them two of those, give them the tie and give them one of those three wins that they, one of those three losses, give them, turn that into a win. Then you're talking about a team that, that is, um, you know, is suddenly nine and seven, right? Yeah. To close out the season and winning with and, a chance, they beat the Ravens and they clinch. They they get a home playoff game. I mean, yeah. that's where they would be. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, if you if you were if you were drafting young quarterbacks to start a team, would I, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably first on everybody's list? Yeah, he's he's pro- he. I, I it'd be between him and Watson second. I you know the durability thing. We'll have to see. I mean, Watson's already had the knee. I mean, doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Um, obviously, but, but, you know, the fact that he's already been under the knife, but I mean, he's responded, you know, tremendously. Um, yeah, I mean, a little bit more of a body of work for, for Watson. Um, but yeah, those, those two are, those two are right there. And then after that, I feel like there's probably a bit of a chasm before we get to, you know, whatever that next tier consists of. Yeah. Carson Wentz, Trubisky and all those guys. All right. Naughty or nice. Philip Rivers. Went into um, he's still on my nice list. He's had a hell of a season. I mean, he he's you know, he was he had a stinker. He had a stinker against a really good defense on a night where he knew, like, there's just not going to be volume in this offense. I, I think also Melvin Gordon wasn't he wasn't right. Nah. You know, he he wasn't he wasn't close to being right. And and in that game, with the way Wink Martindale was blitzing him, the screen game had to be. Um, not just okay, but but had to be really the power, the, you know, the engine of that offense. And he just wasn't his normal quick twitch self, you know. I mean, he missed a lot of time, missed a lot of practice. Um, you know, that, people forget that injury looked pretty grisly when it happened. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he was, you know, he wasn't himself. And that coupled with a night where the offensive line was getting its lunch handed to him. Um, and, you know, Tony Jefferson played the best game I've ever seen him play in a Ravens uniform, and Eric Weddle played the way he played three years ago, and clearly he was fired up to play his former former team, and Tony is from San Diego, and, you know, he was, he was, I mean, he was a beast, and they couldn't, you know, the run, the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens' run game is so good that they probably, at the, when they watch that film, I mean, they're going to be punching themselves, because everybody is, because it's just what they do to you, but, like, we held them to 100. We held them under 175 yards rushing, and we held them to four or five a carry instead of five a carry. Like yeah. they kind of, you know what I mean? Like they they 
they kind of did their job there, but they just got suffocated on offense. And, and I think a lot of it was because they couldn't, they couldn't sustain drives because they couldn't run the ball. And I just don't think Gordon was right. And I wonder if, depending on, you know, how they want to play it next week. I mean, I guess you still go all out because you're like, maybe the Chiefs lose and we do get, you know, we go from being the five to the one. There is no reason to play Melvin Gordon next week. None but, whatsoever. Yeah. Sit him yeah. and, and, and go into Denver, run Give Justin him the girly Jim- treatment at this point. I mean, that's what yeah. I would do because they, without him, um, that's a very, and I know some of those other young backs have flashed here or there, but you're going to be playing tough defenses in the, in the playoffs. And you're probably, there's a template there to beat them. And you can run the, I mean, they're better against the run than some of these other teams, but if you want to take the approach the Ravens took, you can control the clock a little bit on them. I mean, Bosa was, I mean, they were just attacking Bosa yeah. in the run game. Uh, th- it, they kept him, they kept him moving laterally and backwards the whole freaking day. It looks, nice. it looks like, if everything play, assuming the Chiefs win, and um, let's see, yeah, I mean, like assuming the Chiefs win and the Ravens win, it is pretty likely that the Chargers are going to go to Baltimore for the wild card weekend. I, I like you have to get Melvin Gordon healthy. Give him the two weeks. You're not going to get the bye because the Chiefs aren't going to lay an egg against the Raiders. That line didn't even up because the Raiders, as we're recording this, haven't played. But it's going to be like. 18 points. I mean, the Chiefs are going to blast yeah. them, and they know that they can blast them and clinch home field advantage throughout in the bye, so they're not going to go in there and lose to, they're not going to lose at home to Oakland. So if you're LA, yeah. rest your dudes and get ready to yeah. fight Baltimore again. Do you think that the Chargers have, do you, do, uh, given how things played out on, you know, on Saturday night in that, in that week 16, who does that make you favor in the, in the, in the wildcard matchup? Cause it's hard to beat teams two years, two twice in one, in one year. It is, and, um, it's weird. Lamar Jackson sort of has reverse splits, Ooh. to use like a baseball term. He, yeah. he, his, his road splits are better than his home splits. And I think at home, they've tried to like show the home fans, like, he can really swing it sometimes, too. And Marty Morningweg, you know, the, the, he's got the angel and the devil on his shoulder. The devil gets to him more at M&T Stadium than it does otherwhere, where he wants to play Marty Ball. He wants to chuck it around and will throw to set up the run. No, 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 no. Keep it simple. You know, the old kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, they do a little more of that on the road, especially starting off the first, you know, starting off each half. And then I think that lets Lamar settle into the game and he doesn't feel like he's got to show off for anybody or, you know what I mean, give the fans a show. So, I mean, he, his, he hasn't, I mean, he's gone three games on the road without throwing a pick. Joe Flacco hasn't done that since he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's amazing. The uh by the way, you're yeah. right on these splits. Seventy three attempts on the road, seventy three attempts at home. He's only played seven games at home. Um that's not yeah. But you gotta the, remember the game totals are skewed because he was playing five snaps a game up right, until right, he took right, over. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. So he's appearing he appeared as a quarterback in all those games. Most of them, other than the Buffalo, he played the whole second half because they crushed them at the half week yeah. one. Otherwise, you know, at the time he took over week two, I think he had, I'm sorry, week nine, after week nine. Yeah. His first start, th- to that point, he only had 63 snaps as a quarterback, and they ran on 51 of them. I think he only had 12 passing wow. attempts. But, you know, they're still listing him as having, he did play quarterback in those games. It was just, you know, one snap a half. Right, right. But he, I mean, he's basically played three games at home as a starter and three games on the road. So the same, yeah. same number of, yeah, I mean, I guess it's pretty split, but I mean, like two touchdowns, three interceptions versus four, uh, touchdowns and zero interceptions on the road. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I would, I would lean towards the Chargers a little bit because I think that everybody will assume the Ravens are going to win at home. And I think that Rivers will have a little bit of, 
uh, giddy up in in the playoffs. I think we haven't seen playoff Phil and, and Wild play. I don't know. I, you know, but it could be too. You just know. I mean, when the Colts left town, I became a Chargers fan. Like Chargers, you know. So there was a period in my life where I was a, I was a big San Diego Chargers fan. Really? Like, oh yeah, oh, that's awesome. Big time. Chuck Muncie, Bobby. I mean, not even just all the stars. Charlie Joyner, but I mean, Bobby Duckworth. Like, I mean, the Lionel Little Train James years. Somewhere in my mom's house is a. Uh, Marion Butts jersey. That's awesome. Uh, and, and then the Trone memes also. I mean, Anthony Miller and the yeah. Junior Seau teams. But, yeah, I mean, Eric Coriel, that was my bag. Like, there'll probably be an ice storm the night before that game in Baltimore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm just saying something, something will probably happen to where it's not ideal weather for Phillip Rivers to be chucking it around. Yeah. I don't think that's bad, that's though. That's just sort of how it goes for them. Yeah. I mean, I, could just, I, I just think that the Chargers were going to win that game. Until Antonio Gates fumbled, like I thought, Philip Rivers was going to get him down there and yeah. win the game. All right, naughty or nice, Nick. Uh, naughty or nice, Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, now has what I like to call uh, a, a little bit of a. Is this a Sophie's choice? Is it because he, if he sits his guys, yeah, against Minnesota, it probably means Minnesota wins, and then he plays Minnesota in the first round Minnesota, more than likely. Yeah. If he starts his guys and he beats Minnesota. He might have to play Philadelphia, and he might have to deal with guys getting hurt. It's pretty unlikely that I think the Rams are going to lose the 49ers. It could happen. I mean, they should, they're going right. to, they're going to sit Todd Gurley, but they, you know, CJ Anderson had 165 rushing yards and looked good. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it, it feels like the Bears are probably locked into the, the four seed at this point. Um, or the, the three seed, excuse me. And if you're Matt Nagy, do you play it naughty or nice with the Vikings? I want to avoid Seattle. Everything else I don't really care about. Yeah. But I guess he's – so if he loses, there's still no chance he could play Seattle. Right, no, right? Because Seattle's locked into the five. He couldn't fall to the four, could he? Um, I will tell you in one second, but I don't believe so. There would be conference record if they Dallas were – Dallas can't catch them, right? Because don't, don't they have two more wins than Dallas? Dallas no, is a four they... right now, right? So the Bears play the Vikings and the Cowboys play. They would go. They would be tied. The, the Bears are one up on them. They didn't play in the regular season, did they? No. Play the Bears the, and the Cowboys. Do the Bears play the Cowboys? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I don't so either. Think so. Yeah. So if the Vikings win and the Cowboys win, the uh, no, the Bears would still be the. the Bears have more wins, right? Bears have. Yeah, the Bears. Yeah, how the many Bears, wins right now? Yeah, the Bears are two games up on them, right? Yes. Yeah, so they can't. Right, so they're locked into the three. So you don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, they're two games up on the. They're two games up on the right, Cowboys. Two games up on Dallas, right? I don't have the standings for you. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're eleven and four, and the and the, and the Cowboys are nine and six. Their the, their floor is the three. Their ceiling is right. the two. Because if the it's Rams lose the and the Bears win, the Bears have the tiebreaker on the Rams. Yeah, I might just you know get. get and he's coming from Andy Reid. Last year, Andy Reid played Mahomes in that game. You know, Andy would tend to think big picture because he's had so much unfortunate stuff happen in January. I think you get Trubisky. You know, you maybe let him run that 15-game script, you know, 15-play script, let him get a little confidence going into the playoffs because he, he's a first-quarter monster after that. So just run that and then treat the rest of it like a preseason game. That would be my thought and, and Matt Nagy too he sat all his guys all preseason those guys I mean, they didn't play yeah. they didn't play a snap so he he comes with the Andy Reid mentality coupled with the what you've sort of seen from Sean McVay where these guys are like listen these preseason reps are great 
My dude, I ain't getting yeah. my dudes hurt for the regular yeah. season. Yeah. And, and you saw it like Akeem Hicks suffered a little bit of an ankle injury. Yeah. Uh, on, on Sunday against the 49ers. And he was laughing as he was coming to the sideline, but it was very obvious he was not going back. Like they were, nah, we're getting you out of here, dude. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all if Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, all these guys were, uh, anybody, I think anybody, yeah. like Eddie Jackson or Keem Hicks, anybody who's remotely questionable. Oh, God, no. Eddie Jackson comes back first week of the playoffs yeah. at the earliest, and it may, it may take a week into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and it is, uh, is it, is it possible for the, uh, for the, if the Seahawks lose the, the Seahawks are not losing the Cardinals, the backup, the Cardinals are the worst team in football, and it's, it's not remotely close. So that's, that is, uh, that is, that is rather unlikely to happen. Um, but the, if the Vikings won, I don't the, think they care. I mean, if I'm Seattle, I don't really. I mean, I'd rather play Dallas than Chicago. And I like the way they match up. I'd. I mean, I, I like the way they match up against both teams. I, I would want Trubisky actually. I like give me Trubisky mm. in his first playoff game at home mm. with this defense and with our ability to hold hold the ball. Like we start that game. I mean, I know that look, the Chicago's defense is awesome, but if we run at their ends, if we let Russell. You know, the whole thing is they pretty much not let, not had to have Russell run. Yeah. Last night when he had to, do, or two nights ago, right? Because what is it? Wednesday yeah, now? Two I don't know where we are. We're in the future, are we? We are in the future. That night that they played recently, most recently, <laughs> they let him do a little more. You know what I mean? They did a little more mesh point stuff, a little more pistol stuff. Like, that's all still there. It's not Schottenheimer's bread and butter, but it's all there. I mean, your season for one game against that defense with that quarterback. I come out with a bunch of stuff in the run game they haven't seen in a while. I try to have a you know a couple of long drives that force them to play from behind, that get them off their script, and then let's see this kid make plays down the field on me. I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, if I'm Seattle, I, I don't care. I, I I don't care if I lose to Arizona. Like there's enough playoff pedigree there between the coach and the quarterback um, and guys like Baldwin. They got enough guys still there. You know, Bobby Wagner, guys who've been through the wars. Um. I don't care which of those teams I play. Bring bring on either one. I, I I'll take my chance. Russell Wilson against either of those two quarterbacks. Let let's go. Let's go. Let's play that right now. I, I will say this though: the difference between the five and the six seed is that if you are the five seed, easier path to eventually get a home game. Well, depending on yeah, if there's, well, there's other upsets, you might still get a home game. Uh, yeah, like if Minnesota goes to Dallas and beats Dallas, and you go to Chicago and beat Chicago, then your second game is in New Orleans. Against the Saints versus your second right. game in LA against the Rams. I think they'd much rather play the Rams a third time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can get caught up. I, I mean, if, no, you can't. You can't. If I'm Pete Carroll. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play Russell a little bit in this game, and then you know, I might give Rashad Penny a whole bunch of carries. You know what I mean? And pull a couple of the other running back. Like I, I you know, it might be a player development game for me. Yeah. If I no, I mean like like Jr. Sweezy suffered an ankle injury. He's not playing. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. none of those offensive linemen who are banged up. I'm going in against Arizona. And if there's more than if there's more than one offensive lineman out, then I start seriously reconsidering even the Russell Wilson aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a let's try and get to 14 points and then and see if Mike Glennon can beat us because Mike Glennon is going to eventually play in this game because he replaced Josh Al, uh, Josh Rosen in the in that game against the uh, the Rams. I mean, the, the the Cardinals are checked out and they're not trying. It's it's weird. They just can't score points. It's it's very sad. Well, uh, it's luck. They all they. They all know that there's change in the air, and you know, had three or four guys on their defense alone request trades, and yeah. Rosen, the Rosen thing is not working. And I mean, dude, they fired an offensive coordinator like in week four, right? I mean, when the hell was that game against Denver? It feels yeah. like ten years ago. It the really, Thursday night game it really does. All right, last one. Naughty or nice, Nick Foles. 
Eagles quarterback. Has to be nice. Bro, I just I'm more surprised this year than last year. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. Like cuz if you watch the first couple games this year, I he looked like a dude who was like I been to the mountaintop. I'm never going back again. You know what I mean? I wrote this book. I'm doing, you know, my inspirational media tour. Like, I'm good holding the clipboard and patting Wentz on the back, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I, I'm good. I'm a god in Philadelphia forever. It's never getting any better than that. Let's, you know, go put the racehorse back in, and, and I'm just going to stand, you know, be part of the pit crew or whatever to mix my metaphors. Or what, I'm going to be in the stable, I guess, with the other jockeys <laughs> that were there before me. And I, bro, I just, and now they've got like their backs totally against the wall and he's just swinging it. I mean, I didn't see it coming. I guess I, 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 I honestly am kind of more surprised now than before. Cause like you could see lightning striking once, right? Yeah. But like again, under these circumstances, under that much duress again with you know, and this isn't last year when they had all these guys clicking, right? And they acquired JGIE, and now the run game's taken off, you know? And Peter's got hurt early enough in the year that they've already resituated the offensive line, and the rest of those cats are playing really well. And Alshon Jeffrey looks like a difference man. You know, like, it sprawls and falls. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, that's their offense. Would you trade Carson Wentz? No. <laughs> Is Nick Foles better no. than Carson Wentz? No. No. Again, Nick Foles, if he had to try if you had to try to get through sixteen weeks with Nick Foles, he's falling apart at some point. Yeah. And he set the record, by the way, for most passing yards in a single game by a, by an Eagles quarterback. And he broke down McNabb's record yesterday in, in week he, sixteen. I mean They're gonna He played balls out football. Like it was I mean it was impressive. Yeah, it really was. It was impressive. But don't sleep on what Sproles is doing. I mean, that fourth and two little screen that turns into a touchdown early in the game really kind of set the tone. And they didn't really ever have to, you know, chase the game. And they kept Watson in third and long a lot in the first half. And the defense got a little confidence. Um, they're an interesting team, man. <laughs> hey, and at the half of the Minnesota game, it looked like they just might lay the biggest egg of the year against the Lions. Yeah, yeah. And now I mean, I, that was like nine, that game was like late first half, like nine three Detroit. I mean, that's this so is we'll see this, I, if the I mean you figure if the Bears play, you know what I mean? Nobody for three quarters of that game, you figure Minnesota wins and it keeps the Eagles out. But it would be wild to see if they got in, man. If it, you're if you really would if you're the Bears and you're the three seed, who do you like? I, I want to see. I don't want to see Seattle as the six. No. I don't want to see Philly. I think I'd rather see Minnesota than Philly. Oh, I'd rather see Minnesota. I'd bring Kirk Cousins into my place under duress against that defense. Yeah. Like, no, that's what I'm, that's the one I will, I, 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 I'll, if you're giving me those choices, I'll take that one. That's why if you're Matt Nagy, you don't play, like, maybe you don't play anybody. You just go in and lay down. The, the one thing I worry about is the, remember in 2009, um, we're talking about the Jets actually in 2009 earlier, but, uh, they, um, Hugh, Marvin Lewis, Sat everybody in 2009, yeah. Carson Palmer, everybody against the Jets in week 17 and Rex Ryan. They lose 37 yeah. to nothing. 
They play the Jets in the wild card round and they lose following, 20, yeah, following week. 24-14 straight up. And it was just, I believe there was some kicker shenanigans in that one too, though. I didn't have the Bengals missed like extra points and a couple field goals. Would that have been Nugent? Was Nugent with them then? That sounds, I seem to feel like that, sounds that was right. a game where they had some, they had some special teams misadventures, but. But it yeah. was, but I just remember distinctly just killing oh, yeah. them. Yeah. Because it was like, it was like, like, what are you guys, like, you guys sat everybody, um, you know, you know, Shane Graham, two for two, oh for two on field goals. You're right. Mm. And Jay, Fe- Jay, yeah, yeah. Jay Feely, Jay Feely, our, our, our colleague, uh, one, one of one on field goals for the, uh, for the, for the Jets. Lavernius Coles caught a touchdown. Sanchez, 12 of 15, 182 yards. Sean Green ran 21 times for 135 yards. Hell, Cedric Cedric Benson had 21 carries, 169 yards, and a touchdown, and they lost. That's unbelievable. Palmer played like crap. It was just a Rex Ryan just confounded them. It was just a. It just felt like I looked up a stat once back when the Bengals still used to get in the playoffs. Marvin Lewis playoff teams scoring differential coming out of the half, dude. It will blow your mind. Like it's worth looking up. You'll have some fun with it. Like. They went into these games like pretty much always up by one score at the half, and then got like it was almost like one team was coaching at halftime, and the other was like, "We got it, like we're good. Mm. Just keep doing what you're doing." The the second half scoring differential and those like seven playoff losses will blow your mind. He's not a good playoff coach. All right, uh, you got to we got to go to your families for Christmas. People got to go do that. Uh, there's a decent chance. That- just, it's already New Year's at this point, isn't it's, it? It's New Year's. Yeah, you've been talking. Happy New Year, Will. <laughs> Happy New Year to you too, Jason. Uh, thanks as always for uh, listening. Thanks as always for hopping on every week. Um, you, you 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 don't get a reprieve, even though it's uh, even though it's going to be the off season. It's actually the busy time. But uh, enjoy the holidays, and we'll talk to you next week, my man. Sounds good, buddy. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff, and uh, enjoy the family. And we will chat soon.